thank you for joining us actually uh, wanted to uh, ask certain questions pertaining to diabetes since you are an expert in the field uh, diabetes uh, has been discussed uh, since last uh, three decades i would say it has made a name in india and uh, now right now uh, it's it's a very dreaded upon disease and uh, unwittingly and unfortunately india is touted to be the diabetes capital of the world uh, i don't know whether it is an exaggeration or is it uh, reflecting the facts uh, so just wanted to uh, ask you what has put india in this kind of a situation um, and uh, increasingly so in the recent years okay so now diabetes actually from an epidemic point of view diabetes is turning to be a pandemic in our country according to the statistics it says that india is the capital of diabetes and especially our state kerala is also considered as the capital of india so a lot of new patients are coming up and the prevalence and incidence of diabetes is also increasing our population so there are lo- lo- so many reasons for the chance of diabetes especially in the last uh, one or two decades maybe basically due to the change in our lifestyle now diabetes and the associated diseases is considered as a lifestyle disease so maybe there are a lot of reasons which may be uh, leading to increase in number of the diabetes is starting from a, a genetic point of view there were environmental factors there may be our food habits there is a uh, different so changes in our traditional cultural characteristics so all these factors which uh, plays a role in the increase in number of the diabetes especially the changes in the environment maybe from the uh, what we call the quality of the air or maybe the type of food we uh, eats maybe starting from the vegetable or the pulses or the grains whatever we takes so there may be which is considered as maybe certain environmental poison especially in the form of pesticides maybe causing lot of exposure to pesticides and other things and we are nowadays the young generation not only the young generation the middle age people and the younger age people are more consuming the food which has got a high calorie content so that may be the another reason and increase use of processed foods and the food which is made of uh, the maida kind of materials rather than our traditional wheat or the rice mm-hmm. and now changing into maida uh, based foods what say basically the bakery items the noodles and all other things and we takes lot of processed foods also and the sauce culture and other things you have to get a high sugar content and high salt content so and we don't have a structured physical activity in our population maybe because of the lot of engagements prior engagements those who are working they are busy with their work those who are studying they have a lot of academics responsibilities so nowadays the pattern of playing either in the morning or in the evening or uh, even in that the number of available grounds for the kids to play in our society is decreasing so these are the maybe the probable reason for the increase in diabetes there there is genetic factors is there there is environmental factors is there there is cultural factors is there okay the so uh, you you have been uh, getting uh, i believe uh, you know regular uh, number of patients and you know having a variety of uh, diseases uh, particularly diabetes can you please tell um, 
like uh, what is the youngest uh, you know patient you have consulted or treated in terms of age so uh, if if we consider 20 or 30 years back uh, when we uh, when we were doing our basic medical education at that time the diabetes was seen among especially in people those who are either at 55 or above 65 years mm-hmm. nowadays i'm seeing patients even the at that time the concept was if anybody is getting a diabetes in the younger age say for example less than 35 or 40 we consider it as a type 1 kind of a diabetes and more than that we usually consider it as a type 2 diabetes but in the last uh, one decade so this uh, there is no um, classification or there is no cut off based on the ages even in the the 3 year or 4 year or 5 year child can get a type 2 diabetes so that is a reason uh, for that is basically because of the insulin resistance so okay now previously it was insulin dependent or non insulin dependent type 2 diabetes that um, criteria is now not existing it is either a type 1 diabetes or a type 2 diabetes or diabetes which is occurring in a uh, individual who is pregnant so gestational pre- gestational diabetes or maybe due to it be called it as an another group it is called secondary diabetes there are a lot of uh, causes which comes under that so uh, usually i think nowadays even young young people that maybe around 15 or 18 adolescent groups are having uh, diabetes so it is very difficult to say which is the lowest stage at which you can see we usually i usually personally see patients starting from the age of 15 to 18 till the 80s you see diabetes and more uh, these cases uh, you say it is again it could be based on environmental factors or obesity or basically this is an unhealthy obesity that is one reason as i said earlier it is maybe our change in our uh, usual uh, food pattern and uh, the changes in our daily routine activities and the changes in the uh, cultural activities and sports activities so these are the reasons because nowadays youngsters are very rarely they are going to ground everybody is especially after the covid pandemic people are sitting at home and enjoying their tablets and uh, uh, com- uh, computers so they are not uh, going outside because they are not getting exposed to the field and they are not doing their uh, routine activities and there are a lot of stress also plays especially in those people who are working in a uh, high stress environment they have the stress also contributes and lack of sleep especially those people who are working in a shift environment so that is another reason maybe because of uh, the higher chance of diabetes in because our body is planned to a uh, the, the circadian rhythm which is regulates our body function so if there is some any disruption which happens to the circadian rhythm in a constant manner i think it can lead to uh, glucose intolerance so that is what leading to diabetes okay so i will uh... um you know i w- i want to discuss about the national health policy um there is a national health policy which has been the latest was uh, drafted in 2017 and it says uh, in point number 2.4.1.3 uh, section e it says reduction of disease prevalence or incidence and in that uh, they say to reduce premature mortality 
from cardiovascular diseases, cancer, diabetes, or chronic respiratory diseases by 25% by the year of 2025. I want to understand uh, what uh, kind of measures have been taken by the government or the private hospitals, be it government or the private hospitals, what kind of measures have been taken specifically to address this uh, growth or uh, reduction, rather reduction of uh, such cases by because we are uh, in 2022, another three more years. It's already five years after, uh, you know, after the policy has come into place. So what kind of uh, in, uh, improvements have been made? Uh, can you share your... Uh, the, regarding the national health policy and its implementation, I, I think I won't be the best person to discuss because it is a public health perspective. But the government of India has given instruction to uh, hospitals, especially the government hospital, especially the public health specialists and the community medicine specialists because now diabetes is under the non-communicable disease category. So they have various, uh, the primary uh, prevention things are there, there are secondary prevention is there and the tertiary care level actions are there based on and the program will be uh, implementing based on each state's population and its state's uh, other resources okay. so it is basically implemented through the respective state governments as a clinician what i usually we usually suggest people that you just adopt a healthy lifestyle that starts from our the 24 hour pattern we should have an adequate sleep we should have an adequate rest we should eat healthy food we should eat good quality water and we should do regular exercise and us far as possible we should reduce our daily uh, stress in our life so this is what the usually the non-communicable disease pattern the government of india is also aiming and this there is a relation between the diabetes and the chances of cardiovascular disease right. and also the re kidney disease also so if we can overcome uh, by the suggestions which is given by the, especially the prevention of obesity and the, as I said, the improvement in the quality of the food which you consume and regular exercise and sleep pattern reduction of the stress, all these factors will uh, lead to a chance of achieving the target which is set by our government by 25% reduction in, in, in by somewhere around 2025, three years ahead. We are just 2022 going to finish. I think there are a lot of committees and the state government agencies are working for that. Sooner or later, we will be able to achieve the uh, target it's very encouraging to uh, hear from you uh, thank you for that uh, what percentage of people are able to manage the diabetes well or in some cases they say remission or reversal uh, is it really possible you said earlier that there are even teenagers who are getting into the diabetic or pre-diabetic mode when that being the case um, you know you uh, do you think that uh, you know they are like uh, having you know uh, having to deal with the disease the rest of their life or is there any hope for reversal or remission of the same the diabetes reversal and remission is actually a uh, recent concept still it is a debatable uh, topic but what you can do is uh, it is not uh, advisable that you you should uh, stop the drugs once you are diagnosed as a diabetes because diabetes especially produces basically the two broad classification is it produces a microvascular damage and a macrovascular damage 
the microvascular damage especially affects our retina our kidney and the nerves in the limbs and the macrovascular basically may be in the form of a stroke or a cardiovascular disease or the peripheral arterial diseases so according to american we usually follow the american diabetes association criteria the target 3 months blood sugar that we call it as glycosylated hemoglobin hba1c that should be less than 7 and it should be base that is that cut off is not for all the age groups it is based on the age and what are the other associated disease they have like hypertension like heart attack or the level of the heart attack whether they had done an angioplasty or a bypass grafting and those who have a chronic kidney disease due to diabetes whether they are under the dialysis or whether they are they are a renal transplant patient so always the target is based on the comorbid condition but usually it considers less than 7 is the ideal target by the american diabetes association but the study shows that hardly 25 to 30 percentage is achieving the target especially in our population the population around we can roughly say is 20 to 30 percentage patients who are taking treatment yeah. are reaching the Uh, target A1C of less than 7%. So is there any scope for tapering down the dosage at least as the situations improve or, they, or, or a person's obesity levels reduce to normalcy? Is there yes, any that scope? is there. You can always, you can see, uh, starting a drug, there is again an algorithm is there to how to start a treated diabetes from the day one hmm. or the after, after months. So based on that, we can uh, give medicines for the patients. in that most important thing is as i said the hba1c now new one more concept is coming up tynan range concept it is kind of a uh, self self monitoring of blood glucose kind of thing so there will be an electrode which will be placed in the body so an average blood sugar is calculated and based on that we can assess that whether the patient is in the target level or not so now it is gaining more importance than the hba1c but uh, in a what do you call in the developing country like ours it will take some more time to reach the the all the public who is taking treatment can you repeat the it is a time in range concept time in range time in range concepts so now nowadays the research is more concentrated in that direction than the hpa1c but it will take some more years to come into real picture because it is a technology based thing so it will take some time to materialize and once you reduce reduce the blood sugar you can uh, reduce the dose of drug that based on which category of there are various categories of drugs which you can take by oral and there are insulins and there are other injectable preparations also there especially the incretin hormone based glp1 analogs are there and and it is a physician's discretion um, when to taper the drug when to modify but uh, overall the control of diabetes is basically uh, if you combine three aspects one is a drugs second is a diet control third is a regular exercise if you can combine both you will be able to hit the target so if you are compromising any of these three things whether it is a drug or a diet or an exercise probably you won't reach the target blood sugar so all three should go hand in hand yes all three should go in and you should have a good uh, food concept that is called a plate concept also is there and try to avoid the sugar the white colored food materials especially the sweets or the sugar content food as far as possible it is okay do a regular routine exercise plan if you do a vigorous exercise for 
some uh, one month or two months then after stopping it doesn't help you Uh, sugar in the sense does it mean jaggery jaggery is also containing sugar what exactly is the difference jaggery is also there everything is there but it is basically based on the glycemic index of that body that is what uh, we uh, the in the diabetes the nutritionists prefers to use the terminology of glycemic index there are high glycemic index is there there are low, low glycemic index so, and there are a lot of other concept of fasting intermittent fasting all these things are there it is always debatable some studies shows that it is really useful some studies are not that encouraged so it will be always there that is based on the methodology of the study or the population of patients who are participating in the study so we can't say that one is better than the other but it should be in a balanced way and the reversal um, uh, is still it is an evolving concept but if anybody can uh, definitely they can reduce the amount of uh, drugs that's sure okay. um can you tell uh, any biomarkers that can give a telltale sign for a normally healthy person to you know just give a jerk or an information um, for the person to take action like is there anything which can uh, be a, a symptom or uh, for diabetes like uh, much Before, actually uh, that is a very course. difficult question to answer because there is no you can't say that this this symptom will lead to diabetes in a nearby future so that is very but anybody who is having an uh, the body mass index which is above the normal they are always under a risk of uh, getting a diabetes and the family history if both parents are there there will be high chance if one parent is there the chance will be but still they have a higher chance comparing with a normal person so that is one one way you can approach so you have to compare the the genetic risk the the, the current the body status or the bmi of the individual and the working culture and the the the, the quality quantity of the calorie they are consuming in a day so the calorie consumption should be based on your routine work it is beautifully given in all the uh, guidelines it says uh, for a moderate worker how much yeah. should be the calorie or a heavy worker how much is the calorie or a mild worker what is the calorie so based on that you should take the food if your requirement is about 1800 to 2000 calorie and if you take to 2600 or 800 in a day then sooner or later it will lead to obesity and obesity will lead to an insulin resistance so that is one of the major reason for the type 2 diabetes what we see in our younger population so all the slim persons are exempted from diabetes is there any like no nothing like that it says that even we it is always always based on the abdominal adiposity so we says the asian population there is a phenotype called asian phenotype is existing but um, say, say for example an abdominal circumference of 90 cm of an indian population and uh, if we compare a 100 cm abdominal population of a us or a caucasian and we have a more adipose tissue than these people they may be little obese than us but we have 
something so that is called an asian phenotype so as far as possible it is all matter of these the rather than nowadays people say rather than the uh, bmi it is the abdominal obesity or the abdominal adiposity is the principal factor in deciding the insulin resistance and uh, subsequent development of diabetes so there is some uh, something called waist uh, to hip ratio do we think that can help yes yes that that can you can combine it with the body mass index that is also now that is also giving more important than the bmi as i said is the abdominal adiposity or the abdominal obesity is a principal factor than the bmi alone okay that's interesting to know because most of the time we discuss about bmi and we uh, we are not too much aware about the waist to hip ratio uh, i think that's a very good good uh, thing um another point i wanted to know is uh, like uh, there are many pre diabetics i mean they, at least they fear they have borderline diabetic they say they say it's pre diabetic um, so is there any scope for them to uh, kind of uh, avert the progress and uh, just come back to normalcy without uh, i mean with uh, very little medication or uh, any the pre diabetes actually the lifestyle modification is a recommended way unless you don't have any other risk factors some people may prefer to give metformin if they have especially in uh, girls if they have a polycystic ovarian syndrome people used to give metformin this improve the insulin resistance but pre diabetes if you detect that by the your hb a1c or your fasting blood sugar or the jor postprandial blood sugar if you are in the pre diabetic range it is better if your bmi is high you try to bring it back to the normal level and another thing is as i said you improve the your lifestyle total lifestyle whatever the your lifestyle activities is there you uh, including diet uh, what do you call the exercise and all other things if you can improve your lifestyle i think you can go back to the normal phase but you'll always have a once a pre diabetic patient is always in a risk of going into diabetes soon or later but the according to hp1c if he can come back to the below 5.4 and the uh, the thing is once you realize that you are a pre diabetic phase you may doing a lot of activities to bring down your blood sugar once again it come back to the target level again you may relax if you do that the chances are that again you can go back to either pre diabetes or later uh, in the in the frank diabetes stage so it is better that you have to stick to your lifestyle and all other things on a regular basis then the chance of conversion from pre diabetes to diabetes will reduce okay. uh, can you tell um, like what kind of people are more susceptible to have i mean diabetes especially those like comorbid people like already who ha- who uh, have some uh, condition like it could be heart condition or it could be fatty liver yeah uh, so who are uh, very susceptible to get diabetes especially people who are obese obese Irrespective of what uh, disease disease they may be having Ob- obese people have a high chance of fatty liver actually treatment and to the the fat is getting deposited there and then it's converted it's again the Uh, inflammation which is produced by the adipocyte tissue so fatty liver is a pre runner for diabetes especially okay. the non steatohepatitis so that, that could is, be reversed right? if you work hard and make yes if you reduce your weight your uh, uh, grade 1 uh, will definitely reverse grade 2 i am not sure a little bit of improvement may occur but once you cross the grade 2 then you can come back but you have to be 
more vigilant on your weight and your regular activity so that's what uh, previously there are few drugs but nowadays that drugs we are not giving especially it was used in uh, the management of diabetes also so nowadays it is not we are not giving because of certain uh, warnings in the drugs so we are not using it that but uh, uh, definitely if you cut down your calorie intake and your exercise is improved you will be there but uh, the most important factors are the genetic things your obesity or any markers of insulin resistance if you have any markers of insulin resistance like the acanthosis nigricans which will be in the axilla or the neck region obesity all that things it is very so if anybody bmi is above for the respected age group or the it is always the the weight is always dependent upon the height yeah okay so th- that is what more important so based on that formula if we are in the normal uh, for the particular height then it is okay this caffeine is actually diabetic oriented one a lot of people used to say that they drink green tea being my green tea so is there any distillation or or any any particular Uh, diet like See, there are a lot of uh, diet modifications are there, but uh, but this green tea and other things drinking green tea whether it will prevent the uh, chance of getting a diabetes i am not sure i don't know but uh, this is has, this has got a green tea and all other uh, diets things it just got a high chance um, amount of uh, antioxidant so that will help to deal over the what you call the chance of the free radicals which we takes along with our food or due to our lifestyle so it may be a little bit protective but uh, if you the if you consume regularly green tea that doesn't give you an assurance yeah. that you won't become a diabetic it can't be a miracle pill or <laughs> one stop solution or okay so uh, uh, what kind of regional superfoods like we are talking about uh, you know um, you mentioned that you know people in kerala or uh, highly susceptible to going to diabetes mode uh, i mean as far as india is concerned and uh, what kind of uh, uh, regional superfoods or regional traditional uh, practices which we have avoided or uh, probably completely forgotten due to the modern era so i was uh, asking like uh, you know uh, what kind of uh, Uh, you know recommendation would you be giving to the carelites who are listening to this um, you know apart from you know um, going back to traditional foods or healthy food or having uh, exercise or a proper regimen of living uh, what do we, what else do you think they will be you know they can do to not run into this kind of uh, situation Uh, the thing is we are uh, our diet habit is basically a rice predominant right. we say that uh, the 60 per, uh, 50 percentage to 60% is carbohydrate again 20 30% percentage is protein and rest 20 is with the yeah. fats and other micronutrients but here we i think we some people it takes more than 70% percentage of our diet in a day with the carbohydrate so again there is a lot of debate regarding the high protein diet and other things i am not recommending a high protein diet but you, you can cut down your carb little bit carbohydrate from the 55 percentage to down to 35 or 40 percent or even up to 45 percentage replace it with a little bit of from 20 to 25 percentage of protein you can increase it to 30 to 40 percentage plus a fat plus your micronutrient i think that would be one best option and there was 
few years back there was an even an entity called a fibro calculus pancreatic this was there that is originated in kerala basically because of the higher consumption of tapioca in our population certain toxins which is there in the tapioca can damage the pancreatic beta cells and that it's a different and different entity of diabetes which is given in the literature and contribution from our state so basically you lead a healthy lifestyle because it is a lifestyle disease the more, more important is the 24 hour is there in a day at least you try to sleep for 8 hours minimum in a day that is the most important thing whatever may be the weather you were your job or your family uh, what you call needs you have to meet but at least you have to sleep for 8 hours and you have to take uh, the food at the right time never skip your breakfast that is most important thing and you take instead of taking a three times big meals you can split and you can take a small frequent meals of every two and a half hours or three hours so that is not only for the diabetes patient even the normal people can also practice that and if it is possible you take your night food the, uh, the dinner preferably before uh, 7:30 or something uh, somewhere around 6 or 7 it is the most preferable way and uh, nowadays our culture is we after uh, watching a movie or uh, for a party we used to take 10 or 10:30 if we, and if it is a high calorie processed food then there is more chance of insulin yeah, resistance and or pizza <laughs> and sodas so that that is the problem and we nowadays we take lot of uh, carbonated drinks also that also yeah. liquor and other things we can reduce it is okay and whatever it is there smoking is very dangerous you have to stop smoking drinking juices includes i mean shoots of sugar and yes. drinking a fruit yes any fruit you have to take it as a fruit not as a juice if you make any fruit into a juice form the the sugar the content. advantage of consuming a fruit is gone so you you can even if you are not adding sugar yes even if you are not if it is cold pressed yes if you want to take any fruit you take it as a fruit itself don't make it in a fluid form and take it so carbonated drinks and drugs nowadays the drugs consumption is very rampant in our population and even if you consume unwanted analgesics because we have a habit of taking a painkillers yeah, so that without because we get in our country we get lot of drugs over the counter which is not good yeah. without taking a prescription of a doctor but that is again injurious to your health your heart your liver. kidney liver yeah. everything Uh, the statins are long uses we using fentanyl always it doesn't trigger diabetes no, it is considered as a diabetogenic drug but it uh, it won't produce a person as a diabetic if you have a tendency you have it will be there will be a slight increase in the amount of hba1c and after some time it will get stabilized but the uh, advantage which is, which is given by the statin is unimaginable because it has got lot of pleiotropic effects it doesn't has got uh, a single action like reducing the cholesterol level it has got a lot of pleiotropic plaque stabilization our uh, endothelial function improvement lot of actions are there for statin it is a multi-use yes that is we call it as a pleiotropic effect of that molecule so statin is a uh, you can take it now there is no issue doctor uh, what kind of alternative therapies have uh, have you seen successful in uh, treating or uh, you know complementing your mainstream practice um, like you know these days you have pranic healing reiki healing you have acupressure acupuncture uh, have you seen any 
of these alternative modalities so help I, diabetic patients see uh, your question is if about uh, regarding the control of diabetes or it is a method to prevent or the delay the onset of diabetes i, I won't be a good person to comment because i don't have any exposure about the alternative therapy as you mentioned but uh, there are a lot of uh, discussion is happening in the scientific world yeah. regarding the role of alternate because a lot of people get some symptomatic relief because especially in the diabetic neuropathy patients and uh, they get some relief after acupuncture but all these things are not uh, scientifically proven in a randomized control trial in the era of evidence based medicine we accept the guidelines or we accept a modality as an effective one if we get a rct randomized control trial data is statistically significant other th- other things are we are not usually we won't say but uh, there are some studies which is going on by the uh, the, the other um, uh, alternative modality of uh, other than the modern medicine there is a lot of other alternative care system is there there people are using certain exercises especially like our uh, surya namaskar and yogic exercise i i think what i personally perceive is this is again it is a modality of doing an exercise yoga and you have a breathing exercise thereby you can reduce little bit of your stress so your counter regulatory hormone synthesis will come down especially the cortisol and other glucose glucogenic hormone so if you can complement you can mix it there is no problem there is no issues because if you do an exercise rather than doing a suppose, suppose somebody can't go to a ground or a gym and they can't do heavy exercise if they do a pranayama they do different things or you if they do a yogic exercise and it makes them keep their body weight into a normal level and it gives a peace of mind i think it is really acceptable there is no problem but still we are waiting there are few studies are uh, there in the literatures regarding the yogic exercise and the improvement in the insulin uh, uh, resistance or the glucose tolerance so that i think it's an encouraging thing you can do see whatever you do you have to do it in a re- very regular fashion other once in a while you do or for a few months you do and stop it that's what i said diabetes is ultimately depends upon three things you have to have a uh, good drug control you should uh, combine with a diet control and exercise exercise means any form of exercise whether it is aerobic or anaerobic or yogic outdoor, exercise or whatever outdoor, outdoor, outdoor or indoor cricketers you have this but they maintain it beautifully maybe due to the no that is there but we can't say that those people who work works out they won't get diabetes basically as i said it is basically the genes play more role and environmental factors than what they but if, if you have a high chance of getting a diabetes or if you are a diabetic you have to combine all these three things okay. in an effective way then only you will be able to hit the target and you can prevent the long term complications because once you are it is better to take a drug uh, according to the consultation or the uh, what you call the recommendation by a physician or a dietologist never take over the counter drugs or uh, with self medication so you should not take and you have to once you know that your blood sugar is coming down and it is goes below 6.5 you should not stop drug also you can modify the dosage of treatment so that also with the with the consent from your treating doctor uh, one final question before we wrap up um, 
हेल्थ कोचिंग और वेलनेस कोचिंग और होलिस्टिक हेल्थ कोचिंग हेल्थ एंड वेलनेस कोचिंग इज यू नो डूइंग बस अराउंड द वर्ल्ड एंड देर आर मेजर हॉस्पिटल्स वेरी रेपूटेड क्लिनिक्स अक्रॉस द वर्ल्ड हु हैव एम्ब्रेस्ड दैट एंड दे हैव अ सेपरेट डिपार्टमेंट इवन सम देर आर सम हॉस्पिटल्स इन द कैपिटल एंड ऑल्सो इन बॉम्बे विच इज़ अ कमर्शियल कैपिटल हैविंग स्पेसिफिक वेलनेस डिपार्टमेंट वेर यू हैव हेल्थ कोचेस हेल्पिंग पेशेंट्स एंड हेल्पिंग द पेशेंट्स आउटकम लाइक इंक्रीजिंग द पेशेंट्स सक्सेस रेट्स so how do you see this particular profession uh, been adopted as uh, part of other hospitals uh, do you think there is a scope for embracing you know mainstream doctors embracing health coaching as one of their uh, you know um, what to say allied professional uh, team or uh, is do you think there would be any resistance to such a No, as I said earlier, diabetes is it is a body quality. It should be a multi-dimensional approach. So, if you do, which is best for the individual according to his social status, anybody can do. Now, a lot of most of hospitals there is a uh, team. It is a team manager. There is a the nutritionist, the diabetes educator, or the physician. Yeah. Sometimes in a diabetic neuropathy or the diabetic foot patients, even the surgeons and the other specialists has got a role. so it is, it should be a multi dimensional approach there should be lifestyle modifications everything is not as easy as possible when we advise a lifestyle modification it is very difficult for a common man to adapt so if you have a clinic whatever may be the name whether it is wellness or whether it is a diabetic educator so we can adapt because if you can uh, make a person to accept or an adopt a healthy lifestyle by your Uh, teaching or your uh, uh, what you call your uh, promote your talk or other things it is better it is best for the population so if they adopt a healthy lifestyle whatever may be the way if they uh, you can call it as an alternative way of therapy or you can call it as a health uh, wellness clinic or whatever it is if it is good for the population they can use it there is no problem but uh, all these things will not be a replacement for the right. drug therapy right. so it can be a supplementer or you can Call it as an adjunct modality of treatment, which can promote the or which can delay the damage of the uh, systems which is caused by the uh, diabetes, or which can either or or delay the onset of the uh, diabetes complications. Great, thank you so much, Doctor. Okay, welcome for your time and uh, patience and uh, patiently answering our uh, queries. Thank you so much. It was pleasure talking to you. Okay, welcome. Yes.